0: it was a tale of two games for the devils these last couple days one game in which they were able to make a playoff team look absolutely foolish and then another game in which a second to last place team in the central division was able to make them look foolish the devils so uh we have a lot to discuss in this episode because uh my prediction was wrong once again i'm really in a slump right now buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the new jersey devils Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devil with Trey Matthews. Now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast. here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils runner for pucks and pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I, I'm flabbergasted, guys. I really am because this was a tale of two different games for the New Jersey Devils. So in our previous matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins, we made them look outright foolish. We made a playoff team Look like that they were nothing and this time around going up against a depleted Chicago Blackhawks team a team that's not really well known for their defense and somehow some way they were able to net eight goals on us albeit two of those goals were empty netters but still it was not a good showing for the New Jersey Devils so the one thing I want to do is give credit when credit is due so Jesper Brat and also Jack Hughes remained their good consistency because Jack Hughes was able to have a three-point night and then uh, Jesper Bratt was able to contribute with two goals so like I said I'll give credit when credit is due and Sharon Govich was also able to continue his hot streak he scored in this matchup as well but overall the New Jersey Devils like this is what I've been saying the past couple weeks in terms of the New Jersey Devils just scoring a lot of goals it's wildly inconsistent it seems like the Devils are just trying to outscore their opponents if that makes sense like you're you're probably thinking to yourself no duh they're trying to outscore their opponents that's how you win the game but at the end of the day guys it's like they're just trying to like uh just rack up the goals and hopefully it can exonerate their poor defense and their poor goaltending because look I've seen the tweets I saw a lot of people blaming John Gillies for this game especially with the final two goals he let up in period number three and I get that I get the frustration however this is a team effort what do I mean by that well I'll explain a little later but let me give you guys my initial reactions period to period so the New Jersey Devils they didn't really get off to the best of starts in period number one they were able to lead after the period two to one but what happened? That gosh darn it second period. It seems like the only victory that came in period number two was when Mikey McLeod was able to put Carpenter on his behind. Because they got into a fight and uh, Mikey McLeod showed who was boss. And, you know, remember, Mikey McLeod actually injured himself when he fought in the Dallas Stars game. So, luckily, he needed some sort of redemption. So, I love the physicality from Mikey McLeod. I just love his overall energy so like i said that was the only uh victory in period number two for the new jersey devils because it was all chicago blackhawks they were able to score three unanswered goals and all of them were on the power play so Going back to what I said about um, this being a team effort, remember, uh, I, I think some of my loyal listeners will attest to this, usually I'm very hesitant to blame the goalie in power play goal situations, because it's not really the goalie's fault that we send someone to the penalty box, because if we look at it, guys, like, like I said, those three goals scored by the Chicago Blackhawks in period number two are... All three of them were power play goals. So is it really John Gillies or is it the New Jersey Devils not really stepping up their game in a penalty kill? Because your job is to help out your goalie so he doesn't have to work that much. So... Uh, like I said, I know a lot of you are blaming John Gillies for this game, but I'm just saying pump the brakes a little bit. Did he have the best outing in this game? Absolutely. 100% no. But at the same time, I don't think this loss is entirely on him. There are some goals that I think he wants back, especially in period number three when he led up to. But, uh, when you look at the replay guys, like when you look at what happened, look at, uh, the defensive situation for the New Jersey Devils, which was little to no defense because it was a two on one situation on man rush in favor. Face- of the Chicago Blackhawks so you, you're really leaving John Gillies out there like a deer in headlights you're not helping him on the defensive side of things seriously all you have to do is just look at the highlights and then you look at those two goals that the Chicago Blackhawks scored in, in period number three and uh aside from those uh two empty netters when you're looking at the first two goals of that period you just see that the Devils were in a a no-win situation because like I said two on one in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks now you know Backtracking a little bit, do I think John Gillies wants those uh, two opportunities back? I'm sure he does, especially since Siegenthaler was able to tie the game early on in period number three but we got to shift our focus to the poor defensive lapses for the new jersey devils that cannot happen look i get it the chicago blackhawks aren't exactly the best team in the league that's why i was uh, hoping for a win for the new jersey devils because i was just like they're going to be riding that momentum coming in from yesterday and i was just like okay their offense is going to be there now the question is what's going to happen to their goaltending situation and also what's going to happen to their defensive situation because i was just like will that uh hold up to the test of time. I'm going to give you guys what I think the devil should have gone going into that game momentarily, but first it is time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you ever tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just protein bar. They're a and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible, yummy, cinnamon, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, Puffs included. 100% real chocolate. Like I said, low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from 200 to 300 calories. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein and uh mint brownie coconut coconut almond and new this month white chocolate cookies and cream they are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time if you think a flavor might be good they'll make it and it'll be delicious and it'll be good for you i don't know how they do it but built bar is always able to just come out with new products if you think something is good they're going to be making it so the offer is go to built.com use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off your order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com and now the second library comes from our friends at betonline.net. So football might be over this season, but basketball's in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From the latest odds, totals, player performance, props to where the next fire coach is going to land, betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs bet online remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just basketball BetOnline.net is your source for nascar hockey boxing and ufc odds right to the olympic coverage and information or i guess you can add uh was head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well so Coming into this game for the New Jersey Devils, here's what I thought that they were going to roll out with. So I I, I said it in the last episode, and I've been saying in episodes prior keep the lines where they're at right now. Keep Jesper Brock on the second line with Nico Keyser. Keep Jack Hughes on the top line with Sharon Govich and Mercer. Yada, yada, yada. You guys get it because someone like Severson, he's focusing more on offense and not so much defense. And then you pair him with Ryan Graves, who is a silent but deadly impact. And, you know, Ryan Graves can balance that out. Same with Siegenthaler and Dougie Hamilton because Dougie Hamilton can provide the offense offense is the most consistent defenseman arguably on the Devils uh, roster but like I said not going to generate offense but this game uh, proved otherwise but uh, digressing a little bit here's what I thought they they were going to roll with why didn't they put Nico Dawes in net now a lot of you are probably saying to yourself Trey this is a back-to-back game Nico Dawes put up one heck of a fight in his last game they need to rest him no 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 look I get it we worked Mackenzie Blackwood to the brink But here's what I've been saying in episodes prior, after Mackenzie Blackwood got hurt. I said that you need to rely on the hot hand. If your goalie is having a good outing, keep him in for as long as you potentially can, not just for a one off type of thing, because, like I said, we don't have consistent goaltending. And until we uh, search for that answer at the trade deadline, because I've been hearing reports that the Devils are actively like shopping for a potential goalie at the trade deadline, which is a few weeks away, I was just like, okay, uh, if a goalie has a good game like if John Gillies has a good game if Nico Dawes has a good game keep them in as long as you potentially can it's a back-to-back they're young they'll recover I'm sure they'll be just fine but you know, I, I I get that there might be a risk to that. But at the same time, we're trying to rack up wins here. So you need to leave De- Nico Dawson, especially since he had a good outing in the last matchup against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Rely on that hot hand. I get that the, uh, that the Chicago Blackhawks are depleted. I get that coming into this matchup, they lost uh, seven straight at home. But at the same time, it's just like keep uh you know relying on that hot hand because no win is a guaranteed win anymore for the new jersey devils i am done saying like gimme wins i almost said that uh this game against the black hawks might be a gimme win for them and i said that they were going to win five to two so but i refrained from saying it, it was going to be a gimme win just because like i said no win is a guaranteed win for the new jersey devils they they have to prove to me otherwise that they can win consistently and they really could have gone on a two-game win streak had they just strategized a little bit. Bit better. But like I said, the Achilles heel for the New Jersey Devils was poor defense, poor goaltending, and a poor second period. It seems like I repeat myself every loss because these are the three factors that the New Jersey Devils always have to face with, which is it's either poor goaltending, it's either poor defense, or a poor second period. And I get it, guys. You want to blame John Gillies for this overall outing. But like I said, and I got to remain true to my word, I'm usually a little hesitant when i judge a a a goalie when he lets up a power play goal because it's not his fault that his team entered the power play, or you want to blame John Gillies for those uh, two goals that he let up in period number three, well, you can't really do that just because it was a two-on-one odd man rush. Do I think if Mackenzie Blackwood was in net, those goals would be stopped? Same with Jonathan Bernier? I would like to think so, but at the same time, you know, I don't know, but you're know, you, you, you you're not really doing your goalie any favors. So this overall game was just a complete nightmare for the New Jersey Devils. They did have some bright spots. So Siegenthaler, like I said, doesn't really generate the points for the Devils, but he was able to have a three-point night. An interesting fact, Siegenthaler uh, got his first goal as a New Jersey Devil. I was actually not aware of that. I thought he uh, scored last season, but um, nope, this is his first goal as a New Jersey Devil, and it came at the right possible time because the Devils were in need of uh, of a goal, it was a final period of regulation, and Jonas Siegenthaler, off the assist from Tatar and Hamilton, was able to tie the game for a piece. But then Chicago Blackhawks scored two unanswered goals thanks to a couple odd man rush situations that didn't go in the way of the New Jersey Devils. So uh, yeah, like I said, just not 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 a good showing from our boys this time around. They got to put up a better effort than that. Like I get that the Devils aren't a, a threat to win because at the top of the Chicago Blackhawks broadcast, like you guys. Uh, I think some of you guys uh, know that I like to listen to uh, opposing teams broadcasts as well just to learn and just grow as a hockey announcer myself. And they said that the New Jersey Devils were like in the 27th position in terms of goals against. And early on in the season, when they weren't like 7-2 or something like of that nature, when they got off to a pretty decent start to the season, it was like two points something. So you see that the New Jersey Devils just, um, they've just taken a huge hit in terms of uh, goals allowed. And that's why they're struggling to reach 500. That's why they're, uh, you know, right now sinking and drowning. And uh, they don't know what to do. But, you know, on the bright side, uh, there are some uh, positive takeaways from this game. Because uh, at the beginning of the season, guys, I said if all went well for Jack Hughes, I said maybe he could score anywhere from like uh, 70 to 75 points. I believe I did say that prediction. And according to Alex Javonsi, uh, it had Jack Hughes been healthy, like had he not suffered that shoulder injury, Uh, Jack Hughes' 36 points in 32 games comes out to a 92-point pace over 82 games. So if, if Jack Hughes did not suffer that shoulder injury against the Seattle Kraken, he's on pace to get 92 points. So you know that that's actually that's actually pretty um, impressive because, like I said, I projected for Jack Hughes to have a breakout year. People were saying that Jack Hughes would score anywhere from like fifty to sixty points, and I just I was just like, no, I don't believe his ceiling is that low. I think he could get anywhere from seventy to seventy-five points, and he's well on the pace to do that despite missing significant amount of time. But Overall, uh, I, I think the only issue that I would say for Jack Hughes, because he was actually playing a pretty good game th- uh, this evening. He was, you know, running around. He was making an impact. Like I said, he had a three-point night. I think uh, the one issue I have with Jack Hughes was that um, that turnover that he had in period number three that led to uh, Patrick Kane getting his um, his third goal of the game and getting the hat trick. And that's what resulted in the Uh, Chicago Blackhawks getting their first empty netter uh, towards uh, the end of the game so I think that's my only issue with Jack Hughes speaking of turnovers let's go back to period number one so let's uh, rewind just a bit the the first goal of the game scored by the Chicago Blackhawks what a terrible pass from Ty Smith I don't know what's going on with this kid I knew he was going to get off to a slow start I didn't think it was going to be this slow because he is well off the pace of what he was able to do last season because Um, uh, Ty Smith has appeared in 44 games. He has one goal, 12 assists for a grand total of 13 points, and he has a plus-minus of negative 16. To give you guys some better reference, last year uh, he appeared in 48 games. He had two goals, 21 assists for a grand total of 23 points, and he had a plus-minus of negative 9. Obviously, um, you know, the numbers don't tell the entirety of the story because he did have seven power play points, and I think that was tops on our team. If not, I think he actually... Uh, along with uh, Pavel Zaka, was actually uh, leading the Devils for power play points. I'm going to have to look that up, but overall it you know ty smith has just completely taken a 360 and not in a good way it's like for every step forward he takes he takes two steps backwards so i don't know what's going on with this kid i really want the best for him but at the same time guys like i said the overall thing i want you guys to take away from this episode that it's not one person this is a team effort so when looking at that turnover by ty smith was it a crappy pass yes but at the same time i felt as though jack hughes that's kind of catchable if you know what i mean so like I don't know if any of my fans are baseball uh, fans, but uh, in baseball, like if someone throws a ball in the dirt from like third base, is it the best of throws? No, but at the same time, it's still catchable for the first baseman because, you know, one of the basics of uh, first baseman is that they learn how to scoop the ball. So in that in that instance, I felt as though that puck was catchable or at least, um, you know, attainable for Jack Hughes, but he just flat out missed it. And maybe he was just a couple steps up further ahead of the puck looking at the replay. But I, I think that that puck was well within uh, striking distance for, for Jack Hughes. So like I said, when you're blaming Ty Smith, when you're blaming John Gillies, you know, at, at the same time, should they be blamed? Yes, they should be held accountable. But at the same time, you know, like I said, this overall effort from the New Jersey Devils or lack of effort is a team collection. So I I get it. It's frustrating. And I do expect better from the New Jersey Devils because this game was a crapshoot. Like, uh, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, like I said, the Blackhawks are not the best team. In the NHL, uh, they've been struggling their last few games, and they they have lost seven in a row at home. I was I was thinking like this was going to be a, a, a another potential win for the New Jersey Devils because the Chicago Blackhawks they're like what uh, they're second to last in the Central, just above the Arizona Coyotes, so. Uh, when looking at the previous games for the Chicago Blackhawks prior to this Devils game they lost to the Panthers 5-2 but then again the Panthers are one of the best teams in the NHL then they lost to the Stars in a shootout one to nothing. lost to the Columbus Blue Jackets 7-4 and um, you know they won against the Winnipeg Jets 3-1 then they lost to the St. Louis Blues 5-1 to so I, I was just looking at their past few games I was just like mm, they don't really have a lot of momentum going their way so Maybe this could be a win for the New Jersey Devils, but 8-5, to five, wow. Um, oh, man, that, that's an absolute gong show. I, I don't know what else to say. But overall, the Devils have got to be better. And I, I think the overall takeaways for the, this game for the New Jersey Devils is that um, they should have relied. You know, Lindy Ruff should have put in Nico Dawes to start the game. Like, I, I don't know why you don't ride that hot hand. I, I don't know what happened. Uh, The offense was there for the New Jersey Devils. Like, you can beat a team by scoring five goals easily. But, you know, when you're letting up eight goals like that and and you're letting Patrick Kane get the hat trick, especially when uh, he got his third uh, goal off a bad turnover from Jack Hughes, one of our best players, I don't know what else to to really say in that regards. It was just, like I said, I I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but it was just very disappointing. Very disappointing. The Devils have got to learn how to play better in the second period. I had a listener... uh, uh, reach out to me, saying like you know every period is bad for the New Jersey Devils. Well, uh, the the thing is, the second period is always worse than the first, uh, than the first period, and then the third period. So for some reason, the Devils always slip up in period number two. The Devils are supposed to have one of the what top ten penalty kills in the NHL, and yet you allow three back to back to back power play goals that is unacceptable i'm not going to blame john gillies in that regards and take it however you want to take it but i i think uh john gillies while it wasn't his best showing i don't think he should be entirely blamed for this game So all in all, the New Jersey Devils allowed eight goals and six of them came from a combined effort from Patrick Kane and Brandon Hagel, because each of them had a hat trick. So uh, to wrap up this episode, I'm going to compare stats and I'm going to give a final letter grade in terms of overall performance from the New Jersey Devils like I do with every post game recap. So shots on goal differential, 37 to 36 in favor of the Blackhawks. Faceoff percentage, 58% to 42% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Devils were 0 for 2 blackhawks were three for four once again all three of their power play goals came in period number uh two back to back to back uh hits 26 to 19 in favor of the devils blocks 18 to 15 in favor of the blackhawks and giveaways the blackhawks led that department 15 to 12 so when judging this game for the New Jersey Devils, I can't say the effort wasn't there. The effort was there. The problem was uh, the defensive lapses, letting Hagel and Kane get a hat trick each. Like I don't know how often that happens in hockey, but I I, I don't see that too often where two players get a hat trick. So uh, I don't know the exact stat, but uh, yeah, th- there's that. There's that note to uh, write down, and then. When looking at the overall uh, goals against average for the Devils, it just continues to uh, get worse and worse and worse. And the overall effort from John Gillies, okay, look. John Gillies gave up 3.27 goals above expected, Uh, according to Alex Javonsi so you know obviously I I get it you want to scapegoat John Gillies but think about the odd man rush that led up to the Blackhawks scoring so just keep that in mind Uh, yeah uh, there's some positive aspects and there's also a lot of negative aspects so I'm gonna give the New Jersey Devils a D plus because wasn't the worst game that I ever saw and I think uh, you know the uh two empty netters don't really do the devils any justice because they were able to tie it up in period number three so like i said the effort was somewhat there for the devils they just didn't know how to close and and they just had too many defensive lapses, and the Chicago Blackhawks were able to capitalize on it. So when putting that game into context, I think it wasn't the worst showing, wasn't the best, but I just I'm just not comfortable with giving the Devils a C for this game because uh, I know they could do better, especially in period number two when you allow three power play goals and, and you're not helping out John Gillies at all. So D plus for the New Jersey Devils. So I'm curious to hear your guys' thoughts. What are your uh, opinions about this overall game? Do you agree with my rating? Do you agree with what I said in terms of maybe we? We shouldn't be blaming john gillies or ty smith maybe we shouldn't be just scapegoating one player because it is a team effort and you got to look what led up to that goal so uh just putting that out there as for today's episode guys that's all the time i have for you thanks for listening continue to stay safe have a wonderful day new jersey go devils and i'll catch you guys in the next episode thanks for listening once again